Welcome back to Burner Talk, where we keep it real all the time. This is your host, Jay, back with another episode. The best time of the year is officially among us, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA playoffs are here. I've got my good friend here with me today who has already appeared and been a guest on my pod twice, the first time alone and the second time with Angie Martell. Shout out to her. She's doing big things. But making his third appearance on Burner Talk today is my good friend, Nando Diaz. Welcome back, my brother. Say what's up to the audience. Tell us how you're feeling today. And shout out your Twitter slash pod. What's going on, Jay? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back on. I'm ready for these playoffs, bro. It's been a long time, but I'm ready to rock, man. Uh, so as everybody, if you don't know, my Twitter handle is at SportsVibes305, and I am the host of the Miami Sports Vibes podcast. So you can find me on all podcast platforms or on Twitter. If you don't know by now, that's where you can find me at, man. But thanks for having me, bro. I'm, I'm ready for these playoffs, man. Of course. Glad to have you back on. So let's hop right into it. Yes, so sir. First, I wanted to dive into these playing games a little bit. So we had the Grizzlies beat the Spurs yesterday to stay alive for playoff contention. That was a great game as an appetizer, but we all know the talk of the town right now, the main course, that was Lakers-Warriors. That was a very intense game. LeBron, Steph going at it. You, uh, you know that rivalry dates back to the 2015 finals. That game was everything I hoped for and everything I wanted it to be. You know, the crowd back in the stands, the celebrities courtside going crazy, you know, just makes everything feel more genuine again. And, you know, with the crowd, it gave off those game seven vibes from the jump. And you just love to see it as a basketball fan. So I just want to get a quick reaction from you. What did you make of last night's game, which was potentially a game of the year candidate? Man, I definitely, I definitely do think this was game of the year, man. It had it all, it had it ran all over it. It lived up to the hype. I was glued to my couch, man, from the beginning to the end. It, it was an amazing game. I was, I'm a big Steph Curry guy, man. I love watching him ball. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, truly, he's truly special, and he's having a crazy year, man. And you just think about what he was able to do and how how far he's gotten these group of guys without Clay Thompson. And, and Draymond, I mean, Draymond's playing well with assists and rebounds here and there, but he's not really producing much scoring. So besides Wiggins helping him out, I mean, Curry's basically doing it by himself. And it's just, I just enjoy watching Curry, man. I was rooting for him and he took the L. And I know, I know you like Braun and you, you respect Braun a lot, but I was a little bit salty. But the game, man, the game was amazing, bro. I, I, it was awesome. Definitely game of the year. Yeah, I'm a big LeBron fan. It seems like most Heat fans hate LeBron. I'm the only one that doesn't. But, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I like Steph, too. You know, those are two of my favorite players in the league. So it was just great to see them going back at it again, you know, since the finals. No, for sure. But it's just something, man. It, it's not – nothing is about LeBron's game, bro. It's not It's not about his game. He's a crazy athlete. He's unbelievable at basketball. Like, he might be – the best when it's all said and done, don't get me wrong, but it's just the antics that he does. That's what really pisses me off. And that's what makes me not like LeBron. Like, I feel like he's an actor. You saw CJ McCollum tweet actor of the year. That's the type of stuff that gets me. I mean, you're so big and you claim you're built different, but you do all these things. It's like, it's the complete opposite of what we like, bro. Like, we, you know, we love heat culture. We love like what the heat are about. You don't really see that. But I mean, when he was here, yeah, but you know what I mean? That's that's the type of stuff that – that's why I hate LeBron personally. I don't know about anybody else, though. So. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. You know, when people talk about why they don't dislike LeBron, it's mainly the encore antics. Um, you know, they respect his game. They know he's one of the greats, and they obviously respect 
what he's done off the court and how he is as a human being. I guess it's just that Hollywood aspect to him. And, um, you know, I saw a tweet yesterday that said we're watching Space Jam live when he got hit in the eye. But, yeah, I understand that. But um, I guess I guess it just doesn't bother me as much because when it comes to NBA players, I've seen so many people do it. I guess maybe not to the extent LeBron does, and he has more of a spotlight over him, and um, that leads more attention to him. But I guess it just doesn't bother me anymore because I've seen it so much, you know? No, yeah, for sure. And I and you're 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 kind of different. When you back up LeBron, I mean, I've seen your tweets. You're kind of like appreciative of him and respecting his game. You're not kind of like um, you know, there's some hardcore LeBron fans that will even they'll deny that he act like they'll say no, he doesn't act. He really got hit. He got hit so hard. I mean, you're not really like that. So, it, you know, you don't you don't get under my skin, but there's some LeBron fans out there, man, that they start to believe like like the the things that LeBron acts out there, like oh my God, you know, how can Draymond do that? Like, come on, what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's it's a winner take all game. You it's a hard foul, no layups. You know, I'm glad that wasn't a fl- a flagrant yesterday, by the way, because I I really thought they were gonna cause some some stuff like that. Yeah, some some uh, LeBron fans are delusional. I won't say the name of the fan base, but you know, some of them think like that. It's just it's a weird mindset to have, you know, that some people are just like that though and nothing you can do about it. And what you're saying about that flagrant, I think had Draymond not had a technical already and had that not been at the certain point in the game where it was, maybe they would have called it a flagrant, but they wanted Draymond to stay in the game. That's just something I was thinking. I don't know if that's true or not, but it could be, it could yeah. be. I didn't think about it, but you're right. Cause a few games earlier this season, they threw out a couple key guys. I think Kyrie got kicked out of one game and you know, the ES- ESPN and the NBA, like they're low on money. So Adam Silver probably had to talk like you better not throw out no star players, you know? So maybe you got a solid point with that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's go ahead and get into the first round matchups and predictions. I guess we'll start on the, east side of the bracket so we got the one seed 76ers going to go going up against either the Wizards or the Pacers and the Wizards and Pacers they play later tonight to determine who's going to be inserted into the eight spot I believe the Wizards are going to beat the Pacers tonight and then uh, go on to, to play the Sixers and if they do go into that series from the Sixers I think the Sixers win in five this is um for whoever team they play, Pacers or Wizards. I think the Sixers are too deep. They're way too talented. And Embiid's is, is going to impose his will the entire series. And whoever they play, they might steal a game. I'm going to say they might steal a game. So what do you think? Uh, well, I sure hope it's the Wizards, man, because I really don't want to see an Indiana and Philly series. No no disrespect, but there's a little disrespect with there. I just, I don't think yeah, Indiana's, I don't think it's fun, you know? So I hope the mm-hmm. Wizards win. I want to see Beal and Russ. At least we get to see some, some star power. You get to see somebody competing, maybe talking a lot of crap. Like you want, that's, that's what playoffs are all about. So I think there's more, there'll be more of a, of a swag to watch if, um, if the Wizards make it. And if the Wizards do make it, I can see it, like you said, probably um, gutting out a win and maybe even two, honestly, because, I don't know how true this is, but I have I think that the Wizards usually play the Sixers well. And I only say this because there was a I think about two or three bets that I had made where I picked Philly and then Washington either won or covered the spread. And 
and it happened multiple times, more than once within the last couple of years. I don't know if it was only this year or a combined last year and this year. So I think the Wizards do play them tough. So I can see them winning two, but no more than that. And then Embiid is going to just dominate them. They can't, they have nobody to guard them. Robin Lopez, that's easy for Embiid. Uh, but Philly definitely takes that. So I'm with you. Maybe in six, but if I had to bet, I would say Philly in five, though. Yeah, I agree. And they got Daniel Gafford as well, but I don't think he's doing anything with Embiid down low. Nah. So, and um, I saw a tweet earlier. I think it said Russell Westbrook against the Sixers this year. Wait, no, that might have been the Pacers. I take that back. It said he was averaging like 23 and 20 or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to say Philly in five. But our next matchup is the Brooklyn Nets against the Celtics. That is the 2 7 matchup. I think the Celtics are going to steal one game again. Jason Tatum is going to pop off in the series with Jalen Brown being out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages 35, seeing he just dropped 50 the other night in the playing game. But I got to go with the favorites. I don't know anyone that's realistically picking Boston to win this series, and neither am I. I just think Kyrie, Harden, KD is just too much to overcome, too talented. And um, I think the Nets take that series in four or five. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I say five. I think I'll give Tatum one game to win on his own. Maybe he put up another 50 piece, but I'm with you. I think he averages like 35 this series. I think he's going to ball out. Remember, the Nets don't play really well defensively. So I think Tatum will get all of his all of his points there, his fair share. Uh, kind of like Curry, you know, uh, Curry pops off with the team, with the Warriors team. I think Tatum has like that type of impact in this series. But other than that, there's, there's not really nobody else that's going to pick up the slack. I don't believe in Kemba Walker. I think his days are are over. But I know he's been playing well, don't get me wrong. But when it's a playoff series, uh, Kyrie is going to cook him. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie even posts him up a lot during this whole, se- this whole series because playoff basketball is physical basketball. And I don't, I don't think Kemba's ready for that, man. Yeah, Kimba just doesn't seem to have that same impact he did in Charlotte. I don't know if you see it the same way, but um, you remember the 2016 series, I believe. Um, D-Wade, Purple Shirt Man that year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it seemed like Kimba was going off every game. I, like, I just don't see that Kimba anymore, and he's also a defensive liability. And considering he's got to go up against that three-headed monster, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I get the same vibe from Kemba, man. I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess it's the injuries. I guess it was the knees, but I feel like ever since he got to Boston, he's never been the same, Uh, even last year as well. And it's crazy because he goes out there and something just bothers me about Kemba, man. It's like he's always smiling and like asking for fouls, begging for fouls, or like laughing like when he hits a big shot. And it's like, Dude, you're, you're not even that good, man. Like, why are you smiling so much? You should be locked in and kind of have, like, that dog mentality, like a Marcus Smart. Like, if if I had – let's say if we're paying Kemba that much money and he's out there smiling and he's not pay, playing to the level of that contract, I would be pissed off as a Boston fan, man, to be honest. Because think about it. They had Jalen Brown cooking this year. They have Tatum cooking every year. What they need is a third guy that's reliable, and that should be Kemba, but it hasn't been. And then when he plays, he's out there – it's that that whole smiling stuff. I, I never understand that. That's why I like guys like like um, Dame Lillard and Westbrook, man, like from the jump, you know, they're just all business and Jimmy Butler even, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I was watching a Celtics game. I don't remember which one specifically. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
the I believe Kimba committed a turnover in crunch time and he just, you know, walked back down the court smiling. And I, I was like, what's going on? It just seems like he's not locked in. He's not engaged with the rest of the team. And um, I, like, I don't know if that's just his personality or I, I don't know. But, you know, um, you need that Westbrook mentality, especially going into the playoffs, just um, – you know, straightforward killer mentality, and it doesn't seem like he has that. So I, I definitely agree with you. Yep, yep. And our next matchup is the four or five, the New York Knicks and that Atlanta Hawks. I'm actually pretty excited for this series. Uh, you got an offensive-minded team in the Hawks going up against a Tom Thibodeau coach, defensive juggernaut in the Knicks. So it's a clash of both worlds, a pretty big contrast. So. I believe it's going to be a back-and-forth series. And um, I'm going to go with the Knicks in this one. I think they get their first playoff series win. Well, they didn't win in, in 2012 when they lost to the Heat. But I think they're going to get their first series win, and I'm not sure how long, but I think they win this in, I'd say, seven games. I think it's going to be pretty back-and-forth. Yeah, I got the same exact thing, man. So I'm from – New Jersey and I kind of live near I'm in the New Jersey New York area here so there's all Knicks talk everywhere here these fans are excited the energy is crazy it's different man you I haven't seen this type of stuff like I, I go outside and you see Nick jerseys left and right I, I kid you not they're the energy here it gets crazy living in here when the Knicks are good the NBA when the Knicks are good the NBA is good and obviously there are rivals but I gotta admit when they're good it's it's actually fun to watch and I actually picked the Knicks in seven I think they it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a really good series. And then when it's all said and done, game seven at the Garden, I think that atmosphere is going to be crazy. And I think the Knicks get up for that. Thibodeau's going to have a good game plan. And that defense, man, Thibodeau's got those guys balling. I, I got to admit it, man. They're, they're playing really good basketball. And Randall has Randall's all-NBA material, man. I didn't think he can make this jump the way he did. He's not better than Bosch. I heard a lot of people saying that. I'll tell you that right now. He's not better than Bosch, but he is Randall, Randall is having a hell of a year, man, and he's a force. But, uh, yeah, I got Knicks in seven, too, bro. Yeah, Randall's been absolutely insane this year. It just caught me off guard. Um, and also, what you were saying about the fans, I saw that Mark Stein just tweeted that the Knicks' first two games, 15,000 capacity, sold out both games. So, obviously – the hype up in the Big Apple is they're very excited, as they should be. And, um, you know, as a Heat fan, I'm excited for the Knicks as well because, like you said, it's a good thing for the NBA when the Knicks are playing well. Yeah, I'm with you, man. As, as long as we don't play each other, I, I enjoy watching the Knicks. But once we, play, once we play them, then it's all business from there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's at the expense of the Heat, then that's a different story. 100%. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm proud of those guys, and um, I'm excited for that series against Atlanta. And um, last but not least, what I've been waiting to talk about, the 3-6 matchup, the Bucks and our Miami Heat. Um, I don't know if you saw that picture that the Heat posted of Jimmy earlier, but he looks like he's ready to hunt for some deer. Oh, yeah. He looks shredded, bro. He's ready. He's ready to go. I love it, man. It's insane. You know, I'm I'm very conflicted on this series, and – it's honestly hard to predict because, you know, Milwaukee, they've obviously improved. There's no doubt about that. Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker, they were great additions to the squad. And um, I I think with the with Victor Oladipo going down, I think that hurt us a little bit in terms of 
uh, neutralizing Drew Holiday. I think maybe you could have put Vic on Drew Holiday, but Vic is down. Nothing we can do about it. So um, I, I'm still a little biased. I'm going to go with the Heat and six. Heat and six. I think Miami has a mental hold over Milwaukee, I believe, and they'll get this one done and subsequently get Coach Bud fired once again for having a good regular season team and faltering in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. I got Heat in six as well. You, If you're the Heat, you don't want this going seven. You don't want a game seven in Milwaukee. You don't want to deal with that. You want to handle that in six games, closing it out at home in Miami for game six. But like you said, they, they got better, man. Drew Holiday is a good player. He's great defensively. He gives you good offense. He's averaging 17, six, and four. So he's doing a little bit of everything, and that's not even a stat on defense. Um, so they're way better. It's not going to be easy like last year. Like you said, they added P.J. Tucker as well. And also what I found interesting is Bobby Portis. I thought that guy wasn't really worth anything, but he's he's given them 11 and 7, man, off the bench. I mean, that's, that's a spark you got to worry about right there. He's actually been shooting the three ball as well. So that's going to be key. You know, Giannis likes to kick out the shooters. But when it's all said and done, man, Giannis has to make jump shots, and I don't see him making jump shots. I don't see him making threes. I don't see him making free throws efficiently. I, I, I believe we're ready to go, man. I think Jimmy's going to kill it this series. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder like he always does. Playoff Jimmy, that's what we're going to get. That same playoff intensity that we saw last year in the finals, I think Jimmy's going to bring that because we need it, man. We don't, we don't have time to mess around with these guys. They're a better team. Let's just take care of business, man. I think we win the first one, lose the second, then we win the two at home. Then Milwaukee comes back game five. I think they win game five in their home court, and I think we close it out at home. He and six, bro. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good about this, bro. Yeah, and like I said, this team is going to go as far as Jimmy Butler takes them. And I think that's pretty much been the entire thing the whole season. As you notice, when he was out with COVID and – all the other nagging injuries that this team just didn't look like themselves. And when Jimmy is in, this is a whole different squad. And um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Heat and six, they're going to step it up to that next year. Um, there's a lot of people doubting us once again, as always. Um, you know, no, nobody said we were going to beat the Bucks last year either. So um, I think, I think we get it done and they're, they're going to step it up. They're going to step it up. And Drew Holiday, he is an X factor. And somebody else you brought up, Bobby Portis. The last game we played in Milwaukee, Bobby Portis was giving us fits. So, um, I, I, I think that was a good pickup. I turned that game off quickly as I was really stressed. So if Bobby Portis did light us up, I didn't even get to see it. Thank God, because I would have been even more pissed off, man. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. It surprised me. Um, you know no. what else is crazy though? You mentioned it sucks that we lost Oladipo and it would have been nice to have Oladipo to guard Drew Holiday. But when you think about it even further, like what really sucks is that we got rid of somebody that could guard Drew Holiday and Avery Bradley to get Oladipo. So not only did we, you know, we lost Oladipo, but now, you know, we didn't even get a chance to throw out Depot or Avery Bradley. Like think about it, yo, Avery Bradley, that defensive guard in the playoffs that's the type of dog mentality you need. And we're going to miss that from the guard position because think about it. Avery Bradley could have gone against Drew Holiday, could have gone against Kyrie if we play the Nets. That, I mean, that's still a hole, man. Kendrick Nunn is not that great defensively. Neither is Dragic, neither is Hero. It, I mean, playoffs, guards pop off. And shit, I mean, I wish, I wish we had Oladipo or Bradley right now, honestly, man. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's tough to think about. You know, it seems like we're basically bringing in the same team from last year. We obviously had, I mean, we obviously brought in Ariza and Deadman, but other than that, the team is pretty much the same. And it seems like we haven't made an improvement, but we really have. Just it didn't. We got unlucky, you know. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. That's that's the, that's, that's the best way to put it man it's just unlucky i don't blame the move though i think the move was the right move especially for the what we gave up i don't blame pat riley at all uh but yeah it's it's just unfortunate but we're kind of rolling out with that same team as we did last year if you think about it ariza's been playing real well so he's been playing kind of like crowder was last year so at least we have that situated with the four spot because that's going to be key and listen at the end of last year, after Bam and Drogic went down, I was really down to just run it back. So we have another crack at this this time. I hope I hope we do big things. I can see it, man. I really believe in these guys. Yes, sir. Heat and six. And off topic a little bit, I just want to ask you this real quick. Do you think that we're going to re-sign Victor Oladipo? Um, do I think? Uh, no. Wait. Do I? I think they will, yes. Would I? No. That's that's my answer. I wouldn't. I think the Heat will for they're going to work something out with the numbers. I don't think they're going to give them crazy money, but they're going to work something out that they wouldn't mind. Now, as far as me, I would not give them. I don't I don't trust them, man. I mean, I was really excited to see what he can do with this team and all, but it's too risky, man. It's too risky. Jimmy's up there in age. We want to win now. I'm sick of just crossing our fingers and hoping something happens. Let's go out and go. Get aggressive here. Do what you got to do. Improve the roster in the offseason. I'd rather get Kyle Lowry. I know he's old, but if it's a two-year deal, he's ready to go. He's a he's a guard. He can defend. Uh, he, he can get shots for others. That's a position of need. And think about it. Jimmy right now, he has two years left on his contract. Obviously, he's going to get extended, but this window to win is between the next two to three years. So if you can sign Kyle Lowry for a two-year deal, that fits the window. It's, I mean, it's only two years. It's not like it's a four-year deal and it's going to haunt us. So I would opt out from uh, giving Oladipo anything and put all the money towards Kyle Lowry and run it back with the same team, adding Lowry to the mix, man. Yeah, absolutely. Lowry's been in a lot of talks. And, um, you know, I hope hoping for a quick recovery for Oladipo is unfortunate because – that game he went down against the Lakers, I'm pretty sure he had like 18. He was seemed like he was fitting in well. And, um, yeah. you know, he was going to be a great piece, but unfortunately he went down. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I, I know you like Oladipo too. I know you really, you really, uh, you're a fan of his game and all that. I do know that, but it's, a, it is unfortunate, man. It's, it's, it's a tough situation because you want it to work out, man. You really do. He wa- it's a, it felt like it was meant to be when he, you know, when the trade happened, it's like, yo, this is, this is meant to happen. But, all those ri- all those injury risks, man. I'm, it, it worries me. So let's move on to the other side of the bracket, the Western Conference. So in the one eight, we'll have the Jazz and either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. Um, I'm picking the Warriors to be the Grizzlies in the plan. So I, I want to lean towards an upset because I'll never count out Stiff. The guy's insane. You just saw last night how the Lakers were absolutely hounding him, and he still drops a light 37. So the Warriors, they had that championship DNA. They had that experience. So I'm keen to take Golden State 
in the first one eight upset since the Sixers beat the Bulls back in like 2011, I believe. So, yeah, let's go Warriors in seven. Screw it. Why not? I might be wrong, but let's do it. Uh, I'm going Warriors in six. I'm picking the Warriors as well. Uh, might be a little biased here because, like I said, I'm a big Curry guy. But they beat the Jazz in the regular season, and they didn't really struggle against them. I think they could beat them. The Jazz haven't been healthy. Donovan Mitchell hasn't been healthy. Conley's missed some time. And I know they're – I believe they're coming back for the playoffs. They'll be ready to go by game one, I believe. But still, I mean, they've missed time. You can't expect them to just come back and pop off. Only the really, really great players do that. And I don't think Mitchell and Conley are to that level just yet. Uh, speaking of Mitchell, I think he'll get there. But I think Curry's going to come out and do his thing, and I don't think I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. I don't think Conley's going to stop him. I don't think Jordan Clarkson's going to stop him. I don't think Mitchell's going to stop him. And I'll be really interested to see if Kelly Oubre is back in that series because I know he's missed some time with – a lot of time, actually, with the wrist injury. But Wiggins has been playing real well, man. I think Wiggins is going to help out Curry. And if you can add Kelly Oubre to the mix, he was averaging, I think, like 16 points a game. And just think about it. They, they could lock up defensively, man, with Draymond out there, Kelly Oubre. Wiggins' defense is underrated. I think he's gotten way better as a defender. I think they could just give him fits, man. And then you have, you have Curry out there doing whatever he wants. I really, really think the Warriors can pull this off, and I got Warriors in six, bro. Yeah, absolutely. The Warriors are a scary team, and it's crazy to think about. They don't even have Klay Thompson, and James Wiseman went down as well. So, you know, uh, like you said, with their injury report and everything going on in Utah, I just don't, I just don't have faith in Utah for some reason. I don't know why. The, they're talented, obviously, and I like Spider. But I just, I'm just going to go with um, my gut and the team that has the championship experience. And we're getting the 8-1 upset. You know, let's do it. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. And our next one is the 2-7, the Lakers and the Suns. The Lakers just got the 7 seed last night. So, you know, the Suns have been excellent this year. They've been a really fun team to watch. CP3, Devin Booker have been doing their thing. I'm sure their fans are excited. This is the first time they've been to the playoffs in over a decade, I believe, since Steve Nash. So, um, unfortunately, they've run into a buzzsaw by the name of LeBron James. Um, the defending champs will make light work of the series, I think. You know, it's a very inexperienced team playoff-wise, aside from Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. So, I think I'm going to take the Lakers in this series in six. Um the Lakers, they've been dealing with injuries, obviously, but I was think LeBron AD is too much. And um, back to what I was saying about the Warriors, I think championship experience is very important when it comes to any playoff series. And the Suns are a relatively young team. So I think the Lakers get it done in six. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lakers in this series, but I'm going to take the Lakers in five games. I feel bad for the Suns, man. I've been watching a lot of the Suns games throughout the year because I really do like watching Devin Booker. And they got Mikel Bridges over there, and he's taking a lot of great leaps. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player. He's rounding his game out. He's shooting the three well. He's defending well. But they don't have any bigs. I mean, besides Aiton, after that, you're going Kaminsky at the five or Dario Saric, like, 
that AD is just going to have a field day. He's going to have whatever he wants out there. Then you have Trez off the bench, Drummond as well. Even though he doesn't put up big numbers anymore as for offensively with points, I think he's going to have he's going to get whatever he wants. I think the size is just going to kill them. They don't have anybody to guard Davis. LeBron's going to be able to get his, even though you can throw Bridges or or Jay Crowder on him. I, I think AD is going to dominate this series, and it sucks because. Phoenix worked so hard to get this two seed and finally make the playoffs. Everything seemed right there. They've, they've played hard every single game. That's one team right there. Like I like watching Phoenix because they try hard every single game. They don't try to, you know, lose a game on purpose to fall in the standings or nothing like that. They legit played hard all season long. Chris Paul's got these guys believing in themselves and they got the two seed. Not only not only did they make the playoffs, they got the two seed. And then they draw the Lakers in the first round. I feel terrible. It's a bad matchup. I say Lakers in five, man. I, but I'm rooting for the Suns. So I'm rooting for the Suns. But I think the Lakers got that easy, man. And it sucks for Phoenix. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Monty Williams as well. He's my personal coach of the year candidate. And, you know, they've really turned this franchise around. Um, Chris Paul, it seems like winning follows wherever he goes, but bad luck also follows as well. Um, I just saw a stat that said he's faced the defending champion in the playoffs the past three out of four years. You know, he, he had to face the um, those Warriors teams when he was on the Rockets, and now he's got to face LeBron, AD, you know, that just don't have bad luck once again. And, um, you know, I'm happy for Suns fans. I, I just don't think they'll beat the Lakers, but they'll be back next year for sure. Yeah. They've, they've got a good young squad. Yeah, they'll definitely be back. Definitely. And our next matchup is the 3 6, the Nuggets and the Blazers. Um, I think Nikola Jokic is the MVP this year. He absolutely deserves it for what he's been doing, especially since Jamal Murray went down with that injury. First big man to win MVP, if he does win it, since Shaq in 2000, I believe. However, I believe that the Blazers take this series in seven. Dame's tired of losing. CJ's tired of losing. I think it'll be a repeat of what happened in the 2019 playoffs when the Blazers beat the Nuggets in seven. And, um, you know, Jamal Murray is down. I think that's a big hit because, you know, Jamal Murray was a big part of the Nuggets playoff run to the Western Conference Finals last year when he was dropping 50 in those crazy battles against Spida. So, um, yeah, I think that hit is going to be very detrimental to them. So I'm going to take the Blazers in seven. Yeah, I got Blazers in seven as well. I think this definitely goes seven games, man. Both of these teams are going to get after it. Jokic, MVP for sure, in my opinion. What he's been able to do is incredible, man. Just passing the ball, rebounding pushing tempo, scoring points, shooting the three, posting up. The dude is incredible. And it's crazy because you look at Jokic, anybody that doesn't know basketball, and you just see Jokic out there, you're like, that guy can't hoop. But that guy is a killer, man. Jokic, it's unbelievable what he's done. And like you said, especially when Murray went out. I mean, he's gotten – he's – right when you thought Jokic was having an amazing year already, he elevated that once Murray went out. So I think he deserves the MVP – but I definitely do think the Blazers win this in seven. I think it's going to go back and forth, and it's it's hard to play in Denver. So I think that home court advantage in Denver now is going to play a factor. And honestly, man, I'm going to keep it real with you. If Jamal Murray never got hurt and you give me this series, Nuggets-Blazers, I think the Nuggets would win this series. 
against the Blazers if Murray was healthy. I just think Murray and Jokic really, really started are starting to have a crazy, crazy chemistry and duo. You saw it last year in the bubble. I think it's real, man. A lot of people, you know, they're not used to seeing Denver because they think Denver falls into that category as sort of boring or not your typical flashy, you know, flashy team. But Murray and Jokic, they got something brewing there. And I would have took – if Murray was healthy, I would have took the Nuggets in this series. But since he's not, I think I think Dame is going to have his his game every day, every game. But it's going to be a gritty one. But I got Blazers in seven, bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think Jamal Murray is the X factor of this series. And I think they would beat the Blazers too as well if he was healthy. But, unfortunately, he went down and – um. You know, the Nuggets, they're, they're going to play hard. Mike Malone is a great coach. Uh, I, I love what they're doing in Denver. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he's also a great young player as well. He's been hooping. I, I love his game. So um, I just think that Jamal Murray, he's the, he's the key. He is the key to this series. And the Blazers are essentially going to take advantage of that and win this in seven games. Yep, I agree. And our last matchup of the day, we're finally to it, is the Clips and the Mavs. This is another pretty interesting first-round matchup because it's a rematch of what happened last year in the bubble. I'm sure you guys can remember Luka hitting that step-back three. Was it on? I don't remember who it was on, but it was an insane shot. Yeah, we all know Luka is a – he's a general generational talent. Um, but I think the Clippers are hungrier than ever this year. They have a chip on their shoulder, especially after blowing a 3-1 lead last year. Um, I don't think they're going to let the Mavs have a chance of stopping that. So I'm going to go Clips in five. I know they, they won in six last year, but I think the Clippers are hungrier this year. Paul George has been insane. And um, we all know Paul George, he has the track record, the whole playoff P thing, but I think he might step it up. I I'm going to put my faith in Paul George for this one series. I, I think he'll step it up and the Clips win in five. Yeah, I think the Clippers win as well. I think Paul George does come through this time. I don't think he'll be getting roasted for no playoff P type thing. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's going to kill this playoffs. Uh, I got Clippers in six, though. I think the fact that they got eliminated last year, I think they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder and make this a really, really tough series for the Clippers. Uh, there's some beef there. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a lot of trash talking going on last year in that playoff series. So I expect more of it this time. And the Clippers better win, man, because there was talks out there saying that they tanked the last couple games to play Dallas and avoid the Lakers in the other side of the bracket. So if they lose to the Dallas Mavericks after the way they lost last year, and then this year, if you're tanking your way to a lower seed to play Dallas and you lose, that's that, that's going to be a talk for a long, long time. So for the Clippers' sake, I really do hope they get it together because, honestly, I want to see Lakers-Clippers, man. I wanted to see it last year. Everybody did. We got robbed from that because the Clippers couldn't hold it down. They better step up this whole playoffs. I want Clippers-Lakers ultimately. That's what I want to see. So I'm I'm rooting for the Clippers because I want to see that matchup, and I do think Paul George definitely steps up. I think he balls out the whole playoffs. I got Clippers in six, but it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Porzingis is out, right? Is he? I I heard that he was, and then I heard that he was questionable. I'm not sure, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's out. But he, that's if he's out, 
if if that's confirmed that he's out, then I would say Clippers in five. So did you hear that he was that he was out? I I just thought I haven't seen him play in a while, so I just assume he was right. out. Right, right, yeah. He he hasn't played in a while. Honestly, he might be out. He might be out. Don't I? I honestly don't know. But if if he is out, I got Clippers in five with you then. Yeah, that's the main reason I picked Clippers in five is because of Porzingis as well. Yeah, they they need him. They they need him, and I don't. It's not even to say that oh Porzingis is gonna pop off and kill the Clippers. No, that's not why. But you kind of need somebody to take pressure off Luca and at least be there as a decoy. You know, you're gonna have to respect having a body on Porzingis, and that gives Luca that you know room to operate and do it do what he does. You know, break down the defense. So, but if yeah, if KP ain't playing, Clippers in five, no doubt. And there's also been rumors as well if the Clippers don't take care of business that. Kawhi is going to leave in free agency. I I don't think he will, but that's just a rumor that's been going around. Yeah, I heard that. It's crazy. Kawhi, nobody ever knows of Kawhi, man. I I can't even look and believe anything I see because no one truly knows. There's no way. But I I see. If I had to take a guess, I think he stays. I mean, he's from the area. He wanted to be in Los Angeles, and he for sure doesn't want to be on LeBron's team. So. I don't see him opting out of the Clippers. If anything, they would if if stuff hits the fan and they fail, I think they move Paul George in a trade, see what they could get for him. But I think they keep Kawhi. I think Kawhi is the guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think I believe he is an unrestricted free agent after this season. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that's just where the rumors came in. And Miami was mentioned, so you know I had to get in on that. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's realistic. It's a pipe dream. But, hey, if you want to come to Miami, hmm. welcome, would be, welcome with open arms. That would be special. He has a uh, player option. So, he's, he has a player option. I don't know for how much. Uh, but there was talk. The rumors are going around saying he would opt out of it and then be a free agent. But I don't see him doing it. But if he did, could you imagine him and Jimmy just getting after it? That would be lockup city, man. Just bam, Kawhi and Jimmy. Uh, listen. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about this, man. I'd be too, <laughs> that just excites me, bro. Man, talk about solitary confinement. Oof. It's over. Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. They're it's not crazy. getting past ninety. I don't think that's just an insane trio defensively, right there. Yeah, I mean, we can we can only dream for now, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we can only <laughs> that, hope. That's about it. But yeah, man, I think we covered everything for today. Did you have any final thoughts? Um, no, I'm just honestly, I'm excited for these playoffs, man. I wanna, I wanna get this thing going. Uh, the play-in, I was excited to see the Golden State and LA thing, uh, but now that that's over, man, I want Golden State to just beat Memphis, Wizards to beat the Pacers, and le- let's get this thing going. I'm excited for the Heat, Heat and Bucks series. Uh, that's gonna be crazy, crazy, crazy. I wish we were playing later. I saw we started at 2 p.m. Eastern time Saturday. That kind of sucks, but. Nonetheless, man, I'm ready to rock, man. I really like the matchups. I think all the matchups have potential to go, you know, six, seven games, definitely, except that Suns one. I feel bad for the Suns, but overall, bro, playoff basketball, man. This is what it's all about. I'm ready. Yeah, it's here, man. I'm super excited, especially with the fans back in the arenas. Uh, We don't have to deal with the bubble experience anymore. So we're back to it, back to that genuine feel, and – about the early game, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to watch that entire thing. But <sighs> I did hear a thing that the Heat play better in early games. So, if that's the case, 
so be it. Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, man. That's, that's what we're about, right? Every time something is out of the ordinary, that fits like what we're about, that heat culture. Like if something is in a bubble or if something is a, a time where not too many people like it, that's what the heat take advantage of. So you might be onto something there, bro. If, if that's the case, man, have the whole series at 2 p.m. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, all right, man. Nando, thank you once again for taking the time to join me. It's always a pleasure, my guy. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm subscribed to your Burn to Talk podcast. I enjoy it. And keep doing your thing, brother. For sure. I'm subscribed to Sports Vibes 305 as well. Love your podcast. And, um, you know, we're going to keep doing our thing and keep collabing in the future. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, bro. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, if you made it this far, I appreciate you for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes and some brand new guest appearances coming out here soon. As always, thanks for keeping it real. This is your host, Jay, and you just listen to Burner Talk. I'm out. Peace.